Girl Talks. It's your host, Olamide Ayanda. This is the first episode of season three, and I'm so excited. I have two awesome ladies here to join us. Um, before we begin and talking further, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, y'all. It's Sandra. Sandra Adiyemi. Sandra Adiyemi. What's poppin'? Hola, y'all. My name is Adiola, but you can call me Addy, or you could call me Daddy, or you could call me Adiola. Okay. <laughs> that part. And Diola's new to the podcast. You know, Sandra from Uncle Stop Touching Me from season two. That was a good podcast. Check it out. Um, so I gotta I, check that out. Definitely, it was, it was juicy. Um, so before we even go further, we always do something called the talk, where we go around sharing what we're talking about. Um, with our girlfriends and our group chats. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same thing, so we're going to save that for later. But besides the topic of the podcast, what else are you talking about with your girlfriends? <laughs> I need a man. Or either I want a man. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely around the I want a man topic, but it's more on the men are trapped. And I know, like, I the only reason I say that is I don't even try to, like, be of the mindset that men are trash. But recently, the things that I have been seeing and hearing is uh, <laughs> they, they're making a case. But that's not what we're talking about today. If the shoe fits. Where is Listen. Um, what am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a lot of things. Honestly, I see a break. I want to like cut my phone <laughs> off and take like a couple of days off. That's good. People. I'm tired of talking. That's good. Like that's how the girl who the girl who owns a podcast. I know, right? I've been on the phone. People, I'm like, what are we talking about? This make this absolutely doesn't matter to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what I keep thinking about mm-hmm. is how am I supposed to go back to normal in terms of looking proper? That's like actually has been on my mind for mm-hmm. a minute because I see myself on so many Zoom calls that I'm like, yo, like. The whole company at this point has just, y'all have done seeing me in my sweatpants with no makeup mm-hmm. on. Like, do you expect me to come back and beat my face every day? Because I feel like you know me now. Like, um, it's a new company culture. <laughs> we had brunch a couple of days ago. My friend was like, what are you giving? What vibe you giving? I'm like, listen, since COVID has happened, I took every chance I can g- take to get ready and look good. Because yes, I've been living in sweats, bonnets. And rinky dink O shirts for months now. If I step out the house, I gotta look cute. You know, you they, might pop be, out. they might be there. Come on. Come on Hello. Let me know. Let me know the where they at. Yeah. Where they at. But yeah. 
we're going to move on to the topic of today's <laughs> podcast. So you already know my Yoruba is not that good. So y'all going to help me out with this one. But the title <laughs> for today's podcast is Soro Suki. Should we make an Afrobeat song? Someone give me a beat. Soro Suki. Okay, no? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yes. So you're about to do. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about the NSARS movement going on currently in Nigeria and, you know, overseas um, and just what's going on and how we could be effective here in the um, here in America or the, even the black diaspora can be an effective effective in helping the cause. What even SARS is and what people, you know, in the diaspora should know so they can be helpful because it's not only a Nigerian thing. It's something that affects the whole African diaspora, us Nigerian Americans that, you know, go home like every December or, you know, have family back home. It affects us, too, even though we live in another land. So before we start, we're going to define what SARS is. And SARS is basically Nigerian special anti-robbery squad. It's a small division of small division in the police you know unit that basically were created to you know find scammers and frauds and just put an end to that and just you know that's their job like you know there's there's police divisions that are meant to do certain things and their job was just to find scammers and frauds and to just you know be effective in that aspect of crime um but as many as you have many of you have known like they have use their role and their power to actually abuse and oppress the youth of Nigeria. And there's been many deaths, many abuse, and many victims that have been assaulted, raped, kidnapped, extorted, killed, imprisoned, um, and so much other things. And there's some names that have you know, been released and stories that have been released, you've been seeing them. But there's also people that have not been, like the story is still not, you know, still not out there. So now there's a protest in Nigeria to end this division of police, um, this unit, and actually bring them to be held accountable for their action. So does anybody, probably Sandra, <laughs> have you ever like, you know, had an instance or occurrence with SARS before, or know somebody that has been affected by SARS? Um, yeah, so for me personally, I haven't had any encounters with SARS. Um, I actually didn't even know they existed for a very long time, actually, until recently. But I know a lot of people, especially guys, who have um, encountered these people, my uncles, my friends from high school who are even speaking out now. I think one of them went on TV, um, Mayawa, but well, um. Michael online. But um, yeah, we actually went to high school together. And even most, most of my guy friends in high school, you hear them say, oh, they, get, they got arrested by the police. We would think it's the police because um, mm-hmm. I didn't know they were called SARS for the longest time. So I would think it's the police, but it's actually um, these SARS people that will stop them probably on their way home after a night out or um, maybe they're just even sitting down in front of their houses and these people happen to just be there and walk by. They literally snatch them up right from right in front of their houses and harass them and abuse them. Um, and honestly, it's quite ridiculous. It's not everybody gets to escape them or not everyone gets to live to even tell the story. So this is literally why this process is going on right now because it's like people have had enough and they're tired. Um, it's, 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 honestly, it's been ridiculous. It's not even just getting ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. And it actually has to stop. It has to end. Like it's too much. And this is honestly just the beginning of what is even ridiculous in that country. But this is right now is priority and it just has to end because 
these are lives, these concern people's lives. And if we're not alive, we can't even fight for the other stuff that we want to fight for. Yeah, um, because, you know, whenever I go home, sometimes, you know, when you go to the airport, you leave the airport, people are asking you for money, you know, yep. they're asking you for money, like, uh-uh, auntie, would you bring us from abroad? Or whenever, um, you know, like, we're bucking a U-turn on um, Ikeja Road, um, the, the guy would, like, sometimes will, like, you know, stop my mom, like, hey, that's a legal turn, you know, 1,000 hour here and there. But then we read the story, I'm like, wait. Who are these police officers that are killing people? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I, I like, I was home two years ago. Like, what, what changed with, you know, with the police officers? But then you find out there's a, a unit that... There's a unit that's been given, you know, power to oppress people. And just like, wait. And it's just like, um, I think recently someone posted that their salary is like, like 20,000 hour a month. Like, I don't know, something, something small, like, sub change. And it's like, People are, they're paid peanuts. So in order to make, and, and they live, and they live in like impoverished um, neighborhoods. So for, to make yeah. ends meet, you know, they use their power to get it from young people. Cause like, like, that's the point. I feel like that is like why the whole end SARS movement is so big is mm-hmm. that SARS mm-hmm. is not even scratching the surface of what the actual problem is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a deeply rooted yeah. issue Action. with the government in general from every layer and every level and you see it like materialize into everything that comes like what is the saying the fish rots at the head so of course when like the entire government is corrupt and then you look at a police unit who they're in front of or, or they're in charge of like of course that's what they're producing and yes what that looks like is low salary and poor living um, conditions for their workers. But then under those people, Mm -hmm. you see the people who are affected by that. And then Mm. us in the diaspora, like we are privileged because we don't don't even have to wake up and think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, but even us, it's still our reality. Me, I'm talking to my mom like, oh yeah, I'm going to uh, Nigeria in December. That ain't gonna happen. That ain't like, happening. And, and the truth is, if we're talking about creating a better Nigeria and all of us, like how many generations removed are you from Nigeria anyway? Mm. It's, I don't think it's that absurd to go back to what your home is. Like mm. what, like a, less than a generation ago. And not, I'm not saying everyone needs to move back, but what I'm saying is how absurd is it that that's not an option or how crazy mm. is it that that's people are, are fleeing like those circumstances. And w- was it this conversation we were having? Like, were, was I talking to you guys when we we're talking about how it wasn't this bad, like 60 years ago? I don't think so. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. So I don't even want to speak on that too much because I don't know about it, but I feel like someone was speaking about the fact that there was a time where Nigeria was not that bad. I heard it was beautiful. That, <laughs> and that the, um, I guess the exchange rate between like Naira and Pound Pounds was, was actually flipped, right? So yeah. I feel like so much has happened to lose the trust in the entire system Mm -hmm. and we and i think a lot of people are afraid to speak out about nsars or afraid to join the movement because they're like you're trying to be a dead horse like how do Mm -hmm. you yourself plan on fixing something that has like is so rotten to Mm -hmm. its core at this point but then i think about if there was a time where it wasn't like this then there can be a time then that 
it isn't like that again. Yeah. And I think that that's you what know. our generation is doing is it, we don't have to ever reap the benefits, but we should be a part of the mission of yeah. restoration. That's good. That's really good. Okay. Please end the podcast on that note because, yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> because it, it is, it's, it's the, the, it's, so, and so it's like, it's basically the Nigerian version of Black Lives Movement. Like, we have crooked politicians here in America, and unfortunately, the cops are able to get away with what they're doing because mm-hmm. people in power, you know, pardon them. <laughs> And say it's okay. People Um, keep comparing it to Black Lives Matter, and I feel like Black Lives. Yeah, I feel like even I was reading a Washington Post article, and they even compared it to Black Lives Matter. I wish I had the quote in front of me. Maybe I'll try to find it before the podcast wraps. But what they're basically saying is, people are protesting the fact that the institutions put to protect the people Mm -hmm. are hurting the people. So at at that level, I totally get it. And then uh, people are talking about, but I think Black Lives Matter is talking about systemic racism and like advancement and like we're here now, like let us climb and let us come up. And I think it's a little more clean. I think when you think of the NSARS movement, they're like, yo, we are done living like it. Like not that Black Lives Matter like isn't, just as crazy because I really think on yeah. so many levels, especially things that we cannot see. But like when you just think about like what they're asking for is like, yo, can we please just make it from point A to point, to point B? B? Like, can you imagine begging someone? Can I please just make it from point A to point B? I know I look this way, and this way is what this way is is just presentable. Mm-hmm. but can I please just make it like, I think I truly think that's wild. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts on like why people aren't posting. Do you know people who you're like, hmm, you're kind of silent. I wanted to go. I mean, so for me, for me, I try to not focus on who's not saying anything and focus on who is saying something, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, like you want the black lives when the, Black Lives Movement popped off after Joy Floyd's death. I had to go for Instagram because Instagram, people are delusional. They're doing aesthetics. I went to Twitter where the streets are, you know, where everybody's rah, rah, rah. And I had to go there because that's where the real activism is for me. But I try not to focus on who isn't because I feel like when we start doing stuff like that, we're redirecting our anger and frustration on people yeah, that we focused. should not be focusing on. Let's just focus on the corruption going on. Can I disagree? Our- of Can course, you, 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 you are the only person, me. the only person that I think I only took notice of. Honestly, I wasn't, I forgot she even exists. I'm not gonna lie, open in a rude way. But when people started mentioning her, was Beyonce. I was like, listen, why mm. is this little mommy B? I was like, listen, why yeah. is she the one that gave birth to you? Your mommy, first of all. No, 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 no. Like, it's so, appro- it's so appropriate. appropriate. Like, it is so appropriate. It is so appropriate for Beyonce to be the first person they call out because you just came out with Black is King. Mrs. This is Boy, there's this boy who made an Instagram post. He said, um, hey, y'all, like, y'all are really quiet on NSARS. Okay, get this. It's near Egypt. Oh, how about this? Oshun is from here. Like, he basically was like, you guys were talking about, like, Beyonce and, like, paying homage to the motherland and all, like, Beyonce just 
in this same quarantine released a love letter to Africa. You, you released a love letter to Africa, not me. Not Buhari. Diola, you're looking for trouble. Uh, I'm just saying, listen, <laughs> just... Beyonce's not, is Beyonce going to come find me? She's like, oh, Buhari. Not even a little. She hasn't said that. Not that she won't. Not that she won't. But I think that she should absolutely, and it's very telling, if she doesn't end, lend her voice to the movement. Because again, our top stars, Wizkid, Tiwa, Burna Boy, all part of your awesome album. Those are her. all Nigerians. Yemi Alade, all part Mr. of your Easy. stuff. Bankuli. Like, you were doing Yo. that. Like, they, that's what they and, were doing. I'm going to behave yourself, okay? <laughs> you over here. No, no, no. T- please tell me if, and the thing is. No, I, I don't. I agree with you. Like, I, at first I was like, especially I, I was kind of, kind of like, what about these like Nigerian influencers? Like, like, 14 days ago, we were all doing Happy Independence Day. Da, 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 da. You know, some of us getting sponsored by Nike for Nigerian gear. Some of us getting all these Nigerian stuff, you know, showing our pride. You know, me, I don't even post Nigerian. I don't, I didn't even post anything Nigerian Independence Day. I was my business. Like, on my own page. I didn't, do my, I didn't do anything like that. Like, I don't post. But, like, I celebrated, you know, my friends. But people are, like, posting, like, I'm Nigerian. I'm probably Nigerian. Then here we are on the 15th, and we're just, we're be- people are begging you to to let go of your aesthetics or to reach because my thing is like if you're, if you're a big platform like uh, and you're you're influencing people and impacting people and you have a voice at least you can do is bring awareness just let your audience know that something's going on in africa something's going on in nigeria something's going on in congo something's going on in um cameroon what's going on <laughs> yes yeah, like t- it's like this is going on. I want to bring awareness of if you but, can, you know, be advocates. You know, here's the information. But if I think we. Go ahead. Go sorry, ahead. I don't want to cut you off, but I really, to me, I don't care if you don't post on it. I barely post on my Instagram, so it's not like oh, you're ruining your aesthetic. Like even that's actually a great excuse. But the people who don't have an aesthetic, those are the people <laughs> who I'm actually <laughs> questioning. Those are the people who I'm questioning. And then I myself had to take a step back and I'm like, why aren't you? Like, I want to know. Like, why don't and, you care? And here's why. This is my theory. I think that if you, back in 19, I'm kidding. If you think about people who've been called like African booty scratch, let's take it there if we're talking about the voice of the diaspora, Right. You've been called African booty scratcher. Your African just became cool. We are now like, yeah, we're not from the hoods. Like there was, there's no huts in Africa. There's mansions like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't know the real Africa. Like people spent a lot of time creating that narrative. A lot of people mm-hmm. spend a lot of time saying we're fly. Look at our weddings. Oh, look, they posted us on the shade room. We're going to the parade. We're, fly. we're, fresh. By Nigerian. we're, we're fresh. We're clean. Like they, I feel like people were at least in the diaspora were kind of creating a way to redesign the image of what it was to be an African abroad, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like they are very detached to the version of Africa Mm -hmm. that isn't, oh yeah, Shoki, everybody Shoki. Like their their attachment to their culture and me too, like I grew attached to my culture through the music. I'm like, I love Afro beats. Like that, like, I don't care what your entry point is. And I, I posted something on Instagram the other day is no Nigerian is more than Nigerian than any other Nigerian. Like I really pe- feel like people don't even feel valid in their identity 
as a Nigerian. And mm. even now they were just becoming comfortable. They were just now able to say, yeah, we're cool. We have this. Didn't you see Burna Boy yep. on this and that? Like Beyonce mm-hmm. just gave us the cosign. Like we just became cool. And they don't know, like they don't know a version of Africa that they relate to that's on the ground and that is putting themselves in the shoes of the people who are being oppressed mm-hmm. and saying, look at me in my time of need. Like I, I, I need you now and I'm not shiny and bright and pretty, but mm-hmm. like, I need you on the streets right now. And this mm-hmm. is, if you, if you are here for me, you rock with me, then you rock with this. Cause this is me. And I don't think people want to put themselves in that, like at, in that seat, in that position. I could be, I don't think I'm wrong. I think I'm right. It was just, I just found it funny that non Nigerians <laughs> were really quick to like um, Kirk Franklin, Bishop Jays, like um, Trey Songs, you know, the owner of Twitter. They were really quick to put a tweet or post out that, like, you know, people in Nigeria are getting killed for by, you know, by the police officers. But then, you know, Nigerian people here is just like, you know, I need to do more research and That's stuff why. like that. And it's just like, wait. And like, those people are posting because, Honestly, if you look at the numbers, um, their music does very well in those in that country. They can tour in those countries. The streaming numbers are coming from those countries. Like, don't be mistaken. They they know Nigeria from that perspective because that's where they've also been making money. Not that it's a bad thing. Not that it's a bad thing. But I'm just saying, like, they are attached to Nigeria in a way of, yeah, you're my people. I just came from a tour from there. You knew every word of my songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is their attachment. And they can still be like, yeah. Like, they, I don't think they have to put themselves in the position of, like, I am this five cents a day African. Like, I don't think they <laughs> see themselves as that when they're raising their voice. I, I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot of layers, but I think people need to get over like what it looks like to anyone. And the real goal should just be raising awareness if you can't do anything else. Honestly, even 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 just with the um, the situation surrounding like NSARS, what it is now is that people are dying. Like any, yeah. just compa- any, any compassion of heart, just looking at the fact that someone's dying, like whether you even identify them as, this is happening in Nigeria, this is happening in, America, like the fact that someone is dying is it's enough to be like, okay, this has to end. You know what I'm saying? It's enough for it to just be like, this is something that touches you. And I and I, and I understand that some people um are more distanced from the reality than other people like that grew up or that go back home occasionally for visits and stuff yeah. like that, especially people that have stayed here for a very long time. But it's just like, you know, um even during the like, you know, the Black Lives Matter, like even before it became a big thing, I was just thinking, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. why would they do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why is this being done? Like, before I even knew, like, was a thing, like, I think I was already posting the video, like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Or um, something that happened a while back where women were getting raped and a small girl, I was raped by like um, three, four men. I'm like, this is crazy before it even became like a movement. So it was just like looking, I was talking to someone about this, like just looking at someone and having compassion. Like, I was just like, how in the world? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is how you just know that this is beyond just even just physical, to be honest, if you even want to bring the spiritual into it. But how in the world do you see your fellow man or woman mm-hmm. and think it's OK for you to cock a gun and shoot at them freely, um, freely, just because you did not get your way or you did not get what you wanted from them. You didn't consider if they even had it. You, didn't, you don't even want to know where they're coming from, what they're doing, where they're going. Like people are sharing their stories, like people are being sent on errands and don't come back home. 
you know, it's like, it's crazy. People are being sent on, some people have gone and they haven't seen their kids or their siblings in months because they've been captured by these people and thrown into cells or even killed off. And it's like, they don't even know the whereabouts of their child. So imagine like, you know, this is, I think there was even a story on Twitter where the, this girl works yep. in a hospital in mm-hmm. Nigeria or something like that. And they brought the bo- they brought the body to her. It was her brother that went missing for years or months or what something? I was like, I four years ago, I can't, <laughs> I can't count how many times I've scrolled through Twitter and I'm shouting Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, like literally with my hand over my mouth. Like, is this like we, we see these things in movies? You're like, okay, this is a movie. But right. you see it in real life, it's like, can this like, be real? Like the girl like, on the statue, the last three brothers. I'm like, how do you throw yeah, a whole like, family like that? Like you look at someone like that, just like, can this be real? And honestly, like. Even when you watch Nigerian movies, because I watch Nigerian movies and Yoruba movies a lot. We know. That I, I just, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's just pleasure, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I watch it a lot. But you see that most of these police people, people in authorities, whether in the police force or in a, uh, um, government or whatever, they are working with these people yep. to, to, to do these things. Like, or even, let's say, for instance, now, okay, the SARS was made to take care of robbery, you know, things on the lower level, like, let's say, 419, crime, rape, ETC, all of that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They cannot, and I think I tweeted this the other day, they're no born a policeman well <laughs> to stop a real Yahoo Yahoo boy Come on now. and mm-hmm. enter his car mm-hmm. and ask him to transfer them money or to give them, or transfer them Bitcoin. <laughs> they will <laughs> die on the Bitcoin. spot before they even finish their request. <laughs> like, I kid you not, because people don't get it. Most of these, that's why these Yahoo boys are disappearing and they're getting away with stuff in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. These people are harmed, uh, sorry, are um, armed either with juju charms, like um, guns, weapons. So they know when you look, when the policeman should look at somebody's eyes, they know who is truly 419 or who is truly Yahoo Yahoo. So when they're arresting people, they know that these people are not criminals. They know, they, know. They, want to, they want to make you want to satisfy their own selfish agenda. So they know they cannot stop a real Yahoo boy. They can, once the Yahoo boy looks at them without saying a word, they know that this one is not scared. They, someone, will, they, will, they will recompose themselves. Someone like said that. that Hush Puppy would be the leader of the NSARS movement. And I literally started crying. I literally started yeah, crying. It's, so it's, it's just crazy. They know. Like, it's not even the thing of, oh, educate them. Like, they know, like, who is, they just want to you know impose that on you and they are suffering themselves so they want you to be suffering with them and the yeah. fact that they don't even care if it leads to death it's crazy because hey you know i've got them and most of them like you know they are all guys are the ones sending them to oh look at that jeep look at that bmw look at that mercedes stop them and collect money from them if they don't agree tell them you're taking them to the police station or all, all to force you and if you actually follow them to the police station they will kill you because it's like okay he has seen our faces he knows what we did he truly mm-hmm. doesn't have money they will waste your life and do what mm-hmm. they want to do, what they want to do. They do not care. And honestly speaking, just like the video I posted today on my Instagram of the, I, I don't know his name, so I can't even um shout mm. him out or whatever. This like SARS is just the physical manifestation of everything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is wrong with Nigeria from the beginning, from the Genesis mm-hmm. to Revelation, from the mm-hmm. Oga mm-hmm. to the citizen. Like <laughs> there has to be like there's corruption, like just like swirling down all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom. And it needs to just be wiped out. Like the people mm. in authority do not know their left from their right. They mm-hmm. do not know what they're doing. They do, they do not know how to run a country. They don't even know how to run their own house. Incompetent, bro. That like, and this is this is why I think that. This is why I think it's like real incompetence, is because as if I was say if I was Buhari, 
right. Buhari. I, I saw everything <laughs> happening in America. I, <laughs> I would literally, as like a contingency plan, is that what it's called? I would be thinking, what if these people decide to rise up? Only because, like, what is your, ga- like, what is their game plan? What is their game mm-hmm. plan? Because I have to give the props to this generation of Nigerians who are literally putting their lives on the line because ain't nobody is going to tell a police officer in Nigeria not to kill anyone. They were already shooting guns at protests. Hello. Like, I, I think that they are okay. full on ready for what this fight is. They had water so tanks. Mm-hmm. Hot water. Hot water. Let's, so, let's but, it, but that, that raises the point of, so you guys are threatened by this. Like the reason that that is Absolutely. your reaction and your defense is that threat. Right. And my, my question is, what is your plan? Because you have found yourself in the middle of it right now. And I'm kind of part of me that the part of me that is furious with other people not posting is that is I don't want the movement to die because the truth is mm. the movement should be to infinity and beyond at this point, because there's, there's, there's enough issues to protest to protest till god knows what year like there is enough issues to do okay finish and size and nepa and this and that like <laughs> like there, there is so much to protest that I would be afraid as a government of, I know y'all, you guys are just talking about NSARS now, but I know what you mean is fix our livelihood, fix the way you're governing us. And honestly, I can't put my head in their minds because they don't care. Like the way they treat their people, they really don't care. But I am trying to put myself in the mind of a very young Nigerian on the continent. And I just have to say, I respect them because this, without protest, their lives are at risk. Yeah. And so with the protest and like walking into the line of fire, you're not fighting for yourself in that moment. You're fighting for the future of your country. And that is bold and that's brave and that's beautiful. And I want to go to Nigeria so I can walk. I'm kidding, but. (laughs) (laughs) Now the mistake that these people, the mistake that people are making now, especially people in authority in Nigeria is that, you know, it's happened before they'll be fine or they'll relax or, you know, they won't, the, the mistake they made before this protest was that, oh, nobody's going to say anything. You know what I'm saying? The, they're used to the older generation not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. So they thought, okay, yeah. whatever has happened, has happened. Like, the fact that you won't even um, uh, give any consequences to someone that would do, like, someone in authority that would do this. You can't tell me you're not watching the news. You can't tell me you're not seeing the mm-hmm. outcries of people everywhere that are being killed. And the fact that you won't do anything to the policeman, you won't, because they know that they are suffering these people. So their way of compensating them is by not punishing them because they know that the way they are, they are, they are treating them in terms of the, their um, mm-hmm. way of living is suffering. They are giving mm-hmm. money for things and they are not allocating it properly. So their way of, you know, compensating people is by not reprimanding them when they do something wrong. Now mm-hmm. that they found the generation and the people that will hold them accountable, they are hot. Because even mm. when the governor is talking now, his face is, is so bad. There's no more shiny teeth. Mm-hmm. There's no more, oh, come on, hold my mm-hmm. hand. No, it's, all mm-hmm. that is done. Like right now, he's giving his speech. His, his face is straight. It's forward. As he's giving speech, the crowd is asking him more questions. If you can't answer, they'll say, go and bring Buhari. Because mm. we don't even want to. They, ah, they, someone that they told to Femme, they told, mm. as in they told him to Femme Labouche. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> like you can't, they talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
as rude as that is, like people are not these this generation, they don't hear word. When they hear word before Papa pa, pa House, so we're not hear word on the streets. Like we are going to get what we want and what we deserve as citizens of a country and a nation that is so great, but the greatness mm. is being quenched because of greed, because of loss, because of mm. evil sin, everything selfishness, like, just, selfishness, everything, selfishness. Like, it's, it's just crazy. So now that they're being held accountable. People are hot. The police force themselves, they are hot. As they're trying to do more rubbish, protesters are, are, are responding back. So mm-hmm. there's no way for them to escape. Now, the only escape is for you to answer, to respond to the demands that we are giving you that I do not think are burdensome or overwhelming in any way, which is, the, this is the, just the basics we're even creating. We have not even gone to ask for mm-hmm. luxury yet. So we're asking for mm. basics, we're not asking for luxury yet. And then when we're done with you restructuring this whole thing that's supposed to protect us, then while we are being protected, we can now go down to academics. We can go down to um, electricity, uh, Nepal lights or whatever. We can go down to just everything that needs to be done, but we need to know that we're going to be protected doing that because mm. people, like the fact that people actually avoid politics, like if a woman or a man should tell their spouse, oh, I'm going into politics, they will say, God forbid, because mm-hmm. of so much evil that mm. surrounds it. This is both spiritually and physically. Like you can mm. say I'm campaigning and the next day you are dead for mm. just showing interest in campaigning because somebody will hire assassins to come and kill you or your family. Like mm-hmm. it's, that's why a lot of politicians, their kids do not live in this country until after they get into seat because mm. it's dangerous. That in mm. itself is ridiculous. There's no protection on any, like, on any level unless you agree to join them, the wicked people in their agenda. And it needs to stop. It needs to end. Mm. But it... And I don't, I really do not want to revisit this point, but I just feel like if the government doesn't care about their people already, like, I really think that if every single Nigerian was on the road, begging on their knees, please just treat us right. Let's fix the government. Let's start over. Let's do whatever. I don't think anything would change, which is why I think we need like the outside to intervene. I think that Mm, this issue needs to become a world issue. And that is my frustration. I also feel bad for the countries that are currently going through their own crisis, like Namibia and Congo. Like they don't even have the voices of like the Mm. loud, boisterous Nigerians. Like we are like, we are loud, like inherently loud already yes <laughs> and i feel like the fact that we're i call me wrong because i'm not on twitter but i am on the instagram world and i feel like it's not that loud i feel like it's not that loud elsewhere and if we want and if we want people to intervene from outside of nigeria it needs to be that loud yeah girl yeah ciao, I, honey, someone was <laughs> someone was saying like you know the fight really has to be in the diaspora because mm-hmm. if it's only in Nigeria it would be like a local issue but if the diaspora gets involved it becomes a national issue and you know one thing about Nigerians we hate being embarrassed like, like we hate like we don't that the minute other countries find out you know what's going on it's just like are you <laughs> sure I keep seeing that we don't like being embarrassed huh uh, it's embarrassing <laughs> when you said this animal ate the budget or whatever you're talking about like you guys have been embarrassed <laughs> like why do you think why do you think Bahari hasn't come to address us he's already embarrassed <laughs> he's, he should be more embarrassed he's not embarrassed Mr. Buhari sir sir you're not embarrassed because, <laughs> but you're gonna see embarrassment like he's not embarrassed this is I just I, I can't, I, 
I can't even get over the fact that they asked someone to account for allocation of money and he pretended to faint. Like, I need someone to make it. <laughs> like, Do you know that's wild? It, Do you know how... It's, disres- it's actually very disrespectful. It is... <laughs> It like that's the level at which they care. Like, how disrespectful is that? That's wild. So, if you could give like a couple of steps to the Black diaspora, the Nigerian diaspora, on how to bring awareness to the NSARS movement, what would they be? Um, I can go first. There is this page that I found that I feel like their accountability level is on 100 on Instagram, maybe on Twitter too, um, feminist.co. I feel like they've been receiving money through Bitcoin. They've showed, shown you where each like cent has gone, like whether it's gone to a protest, whether it's gone to someone's hospital fees, like that's the level of transparency and accountability that we need to project moving forward as the new culture. And Mm -hmm. even if that means like, okay, this generation, this is how we act. Like it has to start somewhere. So I would start there, but I also want to speak to any Nigerian who is like me and who grew up here and who finds their connection through whatever, whatever like reaches them. Like, if it's the music, if it's the fashion, mm-hmm. if it's like the like headrest, whatever it is that is your vantage point, I literally think you need to get over yourself for 0.2 seconds and realize that this fight is for you and it's more than you. Repost. No one's asking you to even say anything. Just raise awareness if you can't do anything else. People keep saying, I'm researching, I'm researching, I'm researching, I'm researching. How long are you researching? Just, my G, click on a hashtag, listen to a video. You understand? Cool. Repost. Done. Bye. (laughs) Honestly, just the same thing Diola said. Like, just talk about it, you know, on on a small scale, on a global scale, on a larger scale. Just talk about it. Because as you do so, like, even we talk about it with friends, with family, um, you know, they, they're getting educated. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are a lot of parents who at first were like, this is nonsense. You guys are blocking up the traffic. Mm-hmm. And once, once their kids, like, spoke to them, at least for some of them, you know, they understood. They supported with their money. They supported with allowing their kids to go out to protest. Supported with prayer, which is the most important. Because, you know, for safety and everything. So just talk about it to whatever degree. Like, not everyone has Twitter. Not everyone has Instagram. Not everyone has all of that. But whatever you do have, just talk about it. Um, think yourself, you know online repost here and there won't kill nobody um and just i for it to just not die down because i think that's what yeah. they, what they're expecting is for it to die down for the protest to die down for um the movement to die down and everything for the exposure to die down but it's just like because that's what we're used to in nigeria oh you die when you know who does as bogrisky said who did insults ever hurt like who did insults kill like who did insults <laughs> kill <laughs> so that's what that's what they are waiting for but Nah, so I just talk about it. Um, and and I'm very hopeful. I I know like change has come, and I'm mm. so glad for it. Like even just no, not, not that I'm happy for the things that surround COVID or whatever, but it's given us time. Like mm. people that you know got you know um, that feel bad for people that lost their jobs, people that are working from home, they have time. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like even even companies are understanding what's going on. They're allowing their workers to go out and protest. Because yeah. people can't even focus at work. Like they have, we have time now. So you call us jobless. We use our joblessness for what we should have been doing mm-hmm. since, for what you have should be doing, which is mm-hmm. to hold you accountable. Now we've got a lot of time on our hands, so we can call you out and we can hold you accountable. <laughs> a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> it? respectfully, sir, respectfully. So um, yeah, just you know, talk about it. Just 
um yeah I'm, I'm just happy like the prayer walks the protests everything the mm-hmm. prophecies is giving me so much light yeah. like, i've always had hope like even with all the jokes i said i've always had hope in nigeria like i couldn't bring mm-hmm. myself to say i could never bring myself to say i've lost hope like even the holy spirit would come to me and be like what kind of mm-hmm. hope is that i could never mm-hmm. bring myself to say it and even if i did i repented immediately it's like I'm, i have hope in america i have hope mm-hmm. in nigeria i have mm-hmm. hope that we the we that god is rising up, the people that god, are, god is rising up will um, bring about change that he wants and justice mm-hmm. in the land. So yeah, yeah y'all, hold your head and, up. And and um, spam Beyonce because if you gonna again, if you are gonna do a love letter to, to Africa, I just have to say much. Listen, I'm not trying Yola. to get shots fired. Whoever Yola. is your, whoever is your level of influencer, like it don't have to be anyone. Whoever is that Beyonce level to you. Spam their page. Spam their page at them. At them. This is your issue too. That's all I gotta say because um hello. Thank you. People are too busy calling Beyonce mommy wa. Nah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> she's Mama Africa. And I was like, no. She didn't give birth to me. Um, it's been a really good podcast, really informative. Um, yeah. I pray those who are listening that you know have not even reposted or even like thought twice about the matter. You know, you just have empathy and change your ways and get involved in the fight because it also will affect you. It does affect you, you know. Um, so before you you know close out, um, can everyone say their name again and your Instagram name, and I will definitely link it below. Absolutely. Okay. My name is Sandra Adeyemi. Sandra Adeyemi. Instagram name is Sans A. That's Sans for S and A. And yeah, Twitter, same thing. So Twitter, Instagram, same thing. I said it before. I'll say it again. My name is Adiola, but you could call me Daddy, or you could call me Adiola. But you can follow me on Instagram at Adiolo or A D E Y O L O. You only live once, so repost. Okay, thank you. You can find us at Ninja Girl Talk on Instagram. Stay tuned for the next podcast. <laughs>